0: This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast.
1: Today it's big, it's bearded, it's beautiful. That's what it is. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN. Evidently, it's beautiful every day, but today it's a, it's a different type of beautiful. It's Ian Fitzsimmons who is in today for Canty. Mr. Fitzsimmons, how goes the battle?
0: My friend, I survived back-to-back weekends in Vegas. I'm doing exceptionally well. I'm still, oh. I'm still here. Uh, we came back with a little more uh, uh, cash than we went with, which is always a miracle, especially when you talk to my wife about me. So, man, as widespread panic once said, ain't life grand, my yeah. friend.
1: Oh, outstanding. I, it encourages me to hear that because right <laughs> away, that is setting a great tone for the show. 888-ESPN, We're going to have you be a part of the show early today we are presented by progressive insurance want you to get involved because the topic to start out with this afternoon is angel reese and everything that happened yesterday with lsu and their championship win over the university of iowa and i have to tell you Ian, i was looking forward to the game all weekend long i was looking forward to friday night's games and especially iowa against south carolina We got a high level of basketball. We got officials in the way, which we'll spend time on. I I don't know why they got in the way, but more than anything, I have been blown away by the amount of people that have been upset with Angel Reese for pointing at her ring finger after the game for doing the you-can't-see-me facial thing that uh, John Cena does, but really... Caitlin Clark did earlier this year against Louisville. And, Ian, I'm sorry. I want personalities. I want kids to express how they're feeling without it going over the line. And to me, in no way did that go over the line. It didn't instigate any kind of incident. I thought it was good. I don't have a problem with it. And I think if you have a problem with it, you just got to understand that this is not just go out and play the game and walk off the court and shake hands and that's it. This is personality driven these days and it's something we all have to adapt to.
0: You know the the, the most comical part of this whole story about Angel Reese talking noise and you know and and of all places, Twitter is where people lost their bleeping minds. Oh. calling it classless and whatnot. Is there a a an outlet that is the bastion of classless <laughs> of you know just absolute you know theses being thrown around more than Twitter is, so people on and on that particular platform that is more negative than anything out there you're you're the ones that are ripping Angel Reese for talking noise, and I was there yesterday with my two daughters and look she she was chirping from the opening tip to the very end now if you're going to talk at the very end. I might have a slight problem, but not a big one, right? But that woman, she was talking noise from warm-ups to opening tip to when she got two fouls looking at the Iowa bench going, I'll be back, and she was. And that's just, to your point, she has this massive personality, which I think is tremendous. And Caitlin Clark, you brought it up. She was talking noise doing the John Cena thing against uh, Louisville. And Haley Van Lith, who was talking noise in the handshake line when a Texas player came at her. but why? So why aren't we talking about Caitlin Clark or Haley Van Lith or, I don't know, Larry Bird, the greatest trash talker of all time? Why are we coming after Angel Reese for having a big personality and backing up everything she was saying and doing at the end of the game when she took home a natty?
1: Yeah, I heard Greeny this morning talking about this, and there are three levels of concern that seem to come from people. Number one, is this a black-white thing? Well, if it's a black-white thing for you, I would argue that you got bigger issues, Amen. okay? I would argue that you have bigger issues to contend with. If it's a man versus woman thing, why is it possible for a man to go and do that in the NBA and we don't say anything? And now women in college basketball, after winning a national championship, are doing it, and we're upset by that? I, I have to admit, my wife and I had a lengthy discussion about this yesterday. And at no point, as all of that was transpiring down the stretch of the game, did I ever once consider gender. And I am not the most enlightened individual in any of it. This was just... People going back and forth
0: at each other. I couldn't believe it, Canty. I'm, I'm, you know, Carl. Excuse me. I mean, you guys look alike. I mean, I was absolutely, <laughs> I was absolutely just shocked. To be honest, to be brutally honest, I was shocked at the amount of people ripping into this remarkable personality that just recorded her thirty fourth double double. That was a D one single season record for Angel Reese, and LSU was not supposed to win at all, right? It was all supposed to be South Carolina. You know, maybe you kind of, Paige Beckers, were healthy at all this year. No, but it wasn't. It was LSU and Kim Mulking only year two. They put up historic numbers. We've never seen a women's basketball game you know, in the tournament go for 102 points. It was sensational to watch. It was amazing mm. to be there. And that not only were, it hit, were they putting up historic numbers on the court, but also in TV numbers. TV ratings were through the roof. So for anybody to come at Angel Reese, you know what? Maybe look at Caitlin Clark's reaction because she wasn't upset about it. She was asked about it because she earned it. They beat us. Yeah. You know, and it's not like she hadn't done it also, you know, earlier in the tournament. So if Caitlin Clark isn't upset with it, if she doesn't have a big deal or making a big deal out of it after – Back-to-back 40-point performances, including a 40-point triple-double and a 30-burger in the natty. If she's not complaining about it, if she didn't have a problem with it, why does anybody else?
1: Here's Angel Reese. Let's hear from her, who, frankly, just doesn't give a damn what you think.
2: I don't care about anybody else and what they have to say about me. That's the difference between me and a lot of people. I, I, I don't and the biggest goal for me is a national champion. I don't, want, I don't care to be All-American. I don't care to be a defensive player of the year, player of the year. The biggest goal is to be a national champion, and that's what I did, and that's what I, I can just brag on because at the end of the day, it's, it's a team effort, and regardless, I'm going to be me, but I can't do it without the, the girls here, and I can't do it without the rest of my teammates and my coaches. So Twitter can say what they want to say. I love Twitter, and I love reading those comments. I have all the screenshots of what everybody has said about me all season, and now what are you going to say now? It, look, it, it, whatever she's using for motivation, go nuts.
1: It, it, she absolutely deserved it. Was LSU in any way, other than Kim Mulkey and the attention that she draws, were they in any way coming into the Final Four a top three story? No. No, The South Carolina, everybody thought that the, f- the Friday night game between South Carolina and Iowa, oh, why can't that be the championship game? Right? I mean, listen, between Caitlin Clark who, by the way, I'm sure LSU was sick and tired of hearing about. And Great point. I, I mean, how much do you think they've been bombarded by Caitlin Clark uh, over the last couple of weeks, and especially leading into that game? And then uh, between that and what we saw with Dawn Staley's team, which put together an outstanding season, but just got beat the other night. Just got beat. And I loved her comments after the game for the people who were – calling her players thugs like Ridiculous. there was nothing in any of this in this weekend that i thought oh my god this is way over the line nothing I'm, not a I'm, thing I'm,
0: garland i'm in step with you one i wish I, I wasn't because it's a lot more fun to go at each other right but i cannot agree with you more remember look at the end of that iowa south kakalaki game Caitlin Clark is talking all kinds of noise. I mean, yeah. you know, I thought for a moment she might go chastain on us, right, but you know <laughs> ripping her you know her, her jersey open and pointing to Iowa and and you know talking to the crowd, whether it was you know with her fans or chirping at South Carolina fans, so be it we to your point, we want attitude, we want personalities. Angel Reese is a massive, remarkable personality, and I'm here for it. I didn't have a problem with Caitlin Clark talking noise. I didn't have a problem with the Haley Van Lyft talking noise. I love I love going back and watching Larry Bird clips. It's been going yep. on since the beginning of time. Why is this any different? I, it's not. And I, I listen to Kim Mulkey, and here's
1: here's an important distinction to make. She was on KJM this morning, and this is all about what Angel Reese told her and her reaction to it. There are two different clips. I want you to hear them both because I think – it really encapsulates perfectly how we should approach this situation.
2: She made a sign on the floor uh, toward Caitlin Clark, is my understanding. Again, I'm repeating uh, secondhand information, and it was the same sign that she said Caitlin Clark did in a previous game, but, of course, she didn't get attacked, and Angel said, I do. And she said, mm-hmm. Coach, this is, this is what I'm talking about. She said it's okay for men to do some things, and I think she gave other examples. About, they tried to say that she was flipping people off when she was in fact pointing at her ring finger like Joe Burrow did during the national championship game at LSU. She's a magnet. She speaks her mind. She does trash talk. Um, Hell, I trash talk. You trash talk. We all love to talk it. But now you have a lot of people watching you, and Angel is unapologetic for who she is. Angel is very, very smart, and she's very, very savvy. And she knows if she crosses the line and it becomes vulgar or it becomes something that doesn't represent me or LSU, someone will tell me, and then I will get involved. Otherwise, if what I was told, Is all there is to it, so be it. You know what?
1: Good on Kim Mulkey, who, frankly, I'm not going to lie. Uh, how does she not get a technical foul at any point? Like, what does she actually have to do for that to happen? She kind of annoys me. Uh, it, when we talk about people annoying you as trash talkers and all that stuff, Kim Bulky kind of annoys me. She scares it, the hell out of me, man. Again, <laughs>
0: but, that's,
3: that's like, an can you imagine? Can,
1: we all know that look. We all know oh, that yeah. look from a parent or whoever. You do not want that look that that Kim Mulkey can shoot darts at you. But having said that, that point. She didn't do anything to disrespect our university. She didn't curse. She didn't make any gestures that were uh, just out of bounds. I'm good with it. Wow, I thought that was outstanding and a great way to have the black ear player.
0: Yeah, and look th- those those players on both teams. I'm, I'm going to go back to. I wasn't there. I Had an XFL game in Vegas uh, between um, San Antonio and, and the Vipers. So I wasn't there on Friday with my kids. But they said the LSU players, you know, and and. And the Iowa players, they were going into the stands, meeting with kids, meeting with the girls. Angel Reese went up and took a bunch of pictures with with, you know random fans in the stands. I mean, a bad person isn't doing something like that. Mm -hmm. Angel Reese is not a bad person. She's just outspoken. And if Caitlin Clark, again, doesn't have a problem with it, I, I damn sure don't. As a matter of fact, I'm all I'm I'm for it. Bring it on. I think it's I think it's refreshing. What are we talking about on a Monday morning of the national championship on the men's side? What are we talking about on a Monday morning with the natty on the men's side? We're talking about the women's championship game and these remarkable individuals that brought a hell of a lot of eyeballs on TVs.
1: It's Canty and Carlin, and Mr. Fitzsimmons is in for Canty today on ESPN Radio, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. So we want to hear from you on this. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 729 3776 was Angel Reese out of line after LSU's championship win over Iowa, and you're already lining up. So, Ian, let's get right to him. Josh is in Kentucky. He's up first on ESPN Radio. Josh, what do you got on this, bud? Is Josh there? All right, we move on. DD in Alabama. We'll try him next on ESPN Radio. DD.
0: We have to right. push a button.
1: We're having some phone problems right now. Uh, we might have some technical difficulties with that. And so we'll try to get back to the calls here very shortly. You mentioned it, though. Let's spend a couple of minutes on tonight in the meantime. I was looking forward to these games this weekend, frankly, more than I was looking forward to the Final Four. I can't ever remember saying that. Because I do like the upsets in the tournament. I do like even having one team that nobody would have ever expected to be there to be there. I don't want three and four teams that are there that I wouldn't have expected to be there. Having said that, the San Diego State game against FAU the other day was incredibly entertaining and just a fantastic finish in that game. Uh, Obviously, we had a dud with UConn and Miami. Uh, later in that, not later that night, UConn is rolling through people, and it gives me a bad feeling for the national championship tonight. Ian, I, I, I'm sitting here and I'm wondering how St. Mary's, especially with the fact that they cannot score on the level that they need to score, uh, how they're going to possibly be able to beat UConn this
0: evening. Well, they're nasty. And they're not afraid to throw a few elbows, man. They are a very physical basketball team. And I mean, I went to Alabama for a long time, six and a half years. Being a bookie and a bartender is a bad combination to get out in four. Uh, and <laughs> watching watching San Diego State play the number one overall seed, I mean, you really look at it. You know, Their, their top seven players are all seniors and, and juniors. I mean, they start four seniors and one junior. Those are grown bleeping men. Uh, so they're not afraid to get nasty and be physical with you, and that's how they beat Bama. And then, and I was in the Caesar sports book because we had a noon Pacific kick. Get back to the book. My flight's delayed. Man, I can't emphasize this enough. For a big event like the Final Four, the Super Bowl, the National Championship in college football, Carlin, if you ever have the chance, or maybe you have done this before. You go to a big sports book and you watch the range of emotions that take place Ugh. from every cuz all the player prop bets and if a 3's hit this side of the room's going crazy this side's dog cussing and throwing cups I mean it is phenomenal and when that last shot went in money line for San Diego State FAU covers it was crazy it was insane it was awesome to have a flight actually delayed for the first time in my life, <laughs> to be able to witness that maddening scene. So I don't know what it's going to be like tonight, but I do know this: America's all over the con. They've been steamrolling people. I love it. Coach Dutcher said, "We're just going to try and you know and and keep it close, you know." And God willing, man, maybe we can just get these guys to be a little tight because they haven't been tested the entire tournament. And he's right on that. I'm leaning right now taking the seven and a half and buying it up to eight because America oh, look at you. is all over UConn. Look at you.
1: Look at you. i tell you, I, I'm having trouble seeing it. My my big concern is that are they going to be able to score with UConn? Because UConn, listen, they're not one of the all-time great teams, but when they need to score, they can score. I, oh, I'm not yeah. that worried about them, uh, especially in the half-court set. Uh, I I do like what St. Mary's does defensively, but boy, I, I don't know that I can buy in on the plus eight, plus
0: seven. Wow. I, the only reason I'm looking at San Diego State right now, Carlin, again, it's because I'm a contrarian. You go
1: against everybody else. And that's it. And they I respect they, that. They're
0: not building those big old buildings in the Nevada desert because they lose. So hey, right you now, it's 68% of... The wagers are on UConn right now. Oh yeah, I, I just read to an article. Go down. So just saw an article
1: before you and I came on, and what is it? Well, they could take a huge hit tonight if UConn wins because yep. they could get. And you're right; those buildings
0: don't go up there by accident. That's that's a fair point. Hell no. So there's no rhyme or reason. I mean, even though you know San Diego State is an older team, I'm just there. the only reason is because most people, most wagers. They're, they're writing those tickets right now on the Huskies. You know, I'm looking to take a, that ticket back to the window. Again, I'm leaning up right now, taking the seven and a half. I think we might get to eight by tip.
1: It's Canty and Carlin this afternoon. Of course, Ian Fitzsimmons is in for Canty Kenti today. Canty's been working the morning show. Last couple of days, we've got so much coming. This afternoon on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series 6M, Channel eighty. We will get to those calls in just moments. We've got our situation uh, figured out, and we will want to hear from you on exactly what you think of what happened with Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark after the game yesterday as LSU won their championship. That is on the way, and some NFL is on the way next. Should the Jets make signing Odell Beckham Jr. or Zeke Elliott their priority? Hmm. We are going to ask our GM in just moments. First, though, a word from our friends at FanDuel. Basketball is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to fanDuel.com slash play to sign up. Make every moment more
4: with Fan. 21 plus in select states first online real money wager only $10 deposit required refund issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days restrictions apply see full terms at fanduel.com sportsbook fanduel is offering online sports wagering in kansas under an agreement with kansas star casino llc gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com rg in colorado iowa michigan new jersey ohio pennsylvania illinois tennessee and virginia 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in arizona 1-888-789 7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in connecticut 1-800-9-with-it in indiana one 800 4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in kansas 1-877-770 stop in louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org in maryland 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny 467369 in new york one 800 4700 in wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in west virginia
1: cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible
5: items only exclusions apply with everyone fighting for attention how can your business stand out and connect with customers easy get constant contact constant contacts award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out stay top of mind and see big results
0: This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast.
1: Hey, Aaron Rodgers deal still not done. Shocker. Canty and Carlin ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, Series 6M Channel 80. Chris Carlin, Ian Fitzsimmons in for Canty today. We welcome in ESPN front office insider, Mike Tannenbaum, Mike, Ann, myself, and Canty will be hosting the NFL Draft on ESPN Radio on April 27th, 28th, 29th, out in Kansas City, Missouri. We are the four best friends that anyone could have, (laughs) and we get together right now to chat. Mike, great to be with you. Appreciate a few minutes. How are you doing?
6: I just hope I don't screw it up when I'm with all my
1: buddies. Oh, please. Please. You You can't screw it up.
0: Yeah, we we've done this enough uh together. There's no way you can screw this up. If there's anybody that can, it's me. There you go. Well, you're, you're good to go, coach.
1: Don't underestimate me here in this. Anyway, <laughs> let's Mike, let's get right to it. Um first and foremost with Aaron Rodgers, you were on get up this morning, and I thought you brought up an excellent point that somebody or that nobody has really talked about in terms of the off season for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. When does that start to become a concern for the Jets about just getting him in the building?
6: Yeah, I think they'll put a positive spin on it, and understandably so. You know, they're on the precipice of acquiring you know an all-time great. But look, they're the core of the Jets' offense is still extremely young. When you think about guys like Brees, Hall, Garrett Wilson, in particular, and I understand the first phase of the off-season program guys isn't. You know, there's not a lot on the field, but every day they're together, it's a good day. And it could be going out to dinner. It could be understanding how they learn best. All those little things will go far down the road. So to me, if I'm the Jets, I would love to get this done before the offseason program begins.
1: Mike, with that in mind, what would you have needed to hear if you were in that room uh, in meeting with Aaron Rodgers a few weeks ago in regards to the offseason program?
6: Well, look, the reality is they don't have much leverage, right? You know, once Mike White signed, you know, Carr went off the board, Garoppolo went off the board. I mean, they have to do really whatever Aaron Rodgers wants. But what I would tell him is, like, look, here's why it's in your best interest to be here. Like, this gives us our best chance of success. And you're only coming here for one reason. You have the money. uh, You've had an incredible career in Green Bay, but you're coming here to win a ring in New York, and here's the best way to do that.
0: What is Green Bay asking for? Because that's the holdup right now. I mean, it's not Aaron. It's not the Jets. I mean, my question would be, if I'm on the Jets, is Aaron's level of commitment uh, to the to the team, actually, or is he going to go to a mountain in Tibet and go seek life elsewhere? But what, what, are you, what are you hearing that the Packers are asking for that's holding this whole thing up?
6: Yeah, if it's, I think they want their upside protected in terms of, if he plays great, well, they're bring up a guy that was just, you know, a year removed from being back-to-back league MVP. So they're giving away a player of consequence, and I think they're trying to get as close to a first-round pick as possible. So um, I think there's definitely a solution here, guys. I think it could be, um, like when we trade for Brett Favre, for example, there were conditions, meaning how much the player plays and how far the team goes. That pick in 2024 could be adjusted accordingly.
1: Mike Tennebaum, ESPN Front Office Insider, with us. Mike, with the Odell Beckham Jr. situation, we're hearing now it's one year, $15 million. Uh If you're Beckham, what is the best situation for you? Because I- I'm operating under the assumption that he wants to find a long term deal here.
6: Yeah, well, you know, he's only played 21 regular season games, guys, since 2020. So. I was very bullish on the idea last year, even for the Cowboys, but the fact that 32 teams passed on him is a little bit of a concern. So what what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to uh, resurrect myself on a one-year deal and hopefully do well next year. Mike
0: T., I thought it was interesting watching Get Up this morning uh, that you believe that maybe the best shot for Lamar Jackson to find a spot a new home outside of Baltimore is after the draft anybody missed that, that that missed that segment why do you believe it's not before the draft but after the draft that might benefit Lamar Jackson
6: yeah Ian, I think we could talk specifically like a team like the Colts so they're they're at four right and let's just say something unforeseen happens and team X trades ahead of them with the Cardinals and gets up to three and takes their quarterback well you can then draft whomever, you know, Will Anderson or whomever you want, and then you could sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet right after the draft, and then you're giving up 2024 and 2025 first-round picks. So um, there, there is sort of like everyone sort of like is looking at, at the draft as this deadline, but you actually have all the way until July 15th to sign him to an offer sheet.
1: Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN, NFL Front Office Insider with us. Mike, what is, outside of the obvious story or two in the next couple of weeks leading into the draft, Rodgers, Lamar, what is the most intriguing angle of this leading up over the next couple of weeks as we look around the league?
6: Yeah, I think it's just how these quarterbacks come off the board, and I think Seattle's fascinating, you know, my mock draft, I have them taking a head in Hooker, but guys like I think they're in a great situation because of the way Geno Smith played and his contract. So you know, we've seen Aaron Rodgers sit, gone on to do great things. Patrick Mahomes sat for a year. Or so whoever is handling may like a quarterback. I think five becomes a really interesting part of the draft.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, I love Hendon Hooker. and I don't care that he's going to be twenty-five. I mean, quarterbacks are playing to the late thirties now. You can't breathe on them. I mean, I, I'm 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 with you. I, I, I don't know about top five, uh, Mike T, but. I'm a big and Hooker guy. As far as the deepest position coming into this draft, what is it?
6: I think it's offensive tackle and tight end. I, and I think we're going to see a run starting with the Bears at nine with offensive tackles. I think it's Skronsky from Northwestern, Paris Johnson, Anton Harrison, Darnell Wright. I actually like DeWan Jones a lot also from Ohio State. I think we're going to see Green Bay, the Jets, uh, maybe even New England take tackles and then tight ends. You know, talking about guys like Dalton Kincaid and Michael Mayer, amongst many others. So I think those two positions have a lot of depth.
1: Mike, last one for me. Uh, we hear today that Jalen Carter, uh, has decided he's not going to visit any team outside the top 10 given his situation right now. Is that a good decision or is that a red flag?
6: You know, Drew Rosenhaus is his agent. I've known him for 25 plus years, outstanding agent knows what he's doing very well. Um, he must know that someone's going to take him in the top ten. But, uh, again, until his legal situation is cleared up, guys, again, we're talking about a, a terrible tragedy here. Two people passed away. There are multiple fatalities. This is not a victimless crime, and because of it, um, I think all bets are off with Jalen Carter.
1: Mike, appreciate the time, man. Thanks for checking in.
6: All right, looking forward, guys.
1: Mike, Tannenbaum are going to be spending a lot of time together. And I can't wait. In Kansas City, it is Mike, of course, the ESPN front office insider. It's Mike, myself, Ian, and Chris Canty hosting the draft on ESPN Radio, April 27th through the 29th from Kansas City. Here's what I'm excited about the most. I know that you're going to have a spot or two.
0: Oh, yeah. Come on, dude. I'm a foodie. Well, here's the problem, though. and, And the
1: audience has heard this before. I'm still scarred from this. 20 years ago. I was offered a job in Kansas City, and I went to visit. And I'm from New Jersey. They took me out to lunch for Italian. Bad they, move. They took me out to dinner to seafood.
0: No, it's it's barbecue and steaks, man. Yes,
1: yes. And that I Omaha turned the beef. job down. You know why? <laughs> Bad instincts. No joke. <laughs> Kansas
0: City.
6: Oh, no. How would you do
1: it's that? Barbecue
0: and steak, man. It's beef. Come That's on. Yeah. yeah, I got you covered. The big me.
1: dog's got to eat!
0: I got you, man. From Latinos ah. in Baton Rouge to steakhouse in Kansas City, I've got you. Love it.
1: Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Ian Fitzsimmons in for Canty today. 888-SAY-ESPN. eight eight 729 3776 We're going to get to you and your calls momentarily. On yesterday in Angel Reese. Was she out of line with what happened at the end of the Iowa game? That is on the way. And besides the Jets, what actually is the best spot for Odell Beckham? We get into it all. Your calls, 888-729-3776. Lines are open. Next, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio.
6: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any
0: and Carlin the podcast a lot
1: of people want to chime in on Angel Reese on LSU on Caitlin Clark let's get to it it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN radio series 6m channel 80 on your smart speaker Chris Carlin Ian Fitzsimmons in for Canty today we're presented by Progressive Insurance so let's hit it Brandon will start us off in Louisiana here on ESPN radio Brandon what do you got
6: hi guys thanks for taking my call
0: um you know, genuinely, as a sports fan, I'm I'm saddened today by the fact that there's racial undertones to this whole thing with a- Angel Reese. Um, you know, Caitlin Clark's fantastic player, a uh, great trash talker, and Angel Reese just gave it back to her. There was no confrontation. There was, if anything, she could have got teed up for following her around. I can understand that. But there was no ill intent. There was no aggression. And
6: for social media, and in particular, people like Keith Olbermann, who have been in the industry for 30 years, to call her classless, is,
1: is beyond reason to me. Well, I, Brandon, I'm not going to repeat what Keith Olbermann said, but Keith Olbermann's a moron. I mean, that that was just moronic, what he said. I saw it this morning, and I I can't even dignify guys like that with any kind of a coherent thought uh but aside from that there is there are different tones to this there's male versus female there's black versus white there's old versus young older people don't like younger people changing the game and doing different things and showing off like the backflip police, you know, in baseball.
0: Oh, man, you, uh, you, I'm going to keep my hand in the dirt. Yeah, but you're, you're spot on, Carlin, as far as that aspect of it. And we want personality. You yeah. know, wh- what are, why are we still talking about the women's national championship and the women's Final Four on the day of the men's title game? It's because of big personalities. And it wasn't controversial. I mean, Caitlin Clark was talking noise after they beat South Carolina. I mean, you know, I mean, looking into the fans and talking to her fans and South Carolina fans. And she did the whole John Cena thing. Also, Haley Van Lith from, you know, Louisville in a handshake line with a Texas Longhorn who was talking trash to her. What, what's different about what Angel Reese did? I mean, Lawrence Taylor was one of the biggest trash talkers we've ever seen. We celebrate it. Larry Bird. I mean, folks, when you Larry Bird might be the best ever. And we laugh about it. Why are why are people in a cesspool of negativity that is Twitter? That's what's comical to me here. Yeah. We're going on Twitter comments saying that Angel Reese, in a bastion of negativity that is Twitter, that cesspool that people live in that is Twitter, are calling her classless? Get the hell out of here, man. I think she was amazing for the game, 34 double-doubles on the year. That's a single-season record. They scored the most points in the history of the women's tournament in the title game and took down a great trash-talker in her own right, and Caitlin Clark, who doesn't have a problem with this. She was asked about it. No problem. They're a better team. They beat us. If she if she did not have a problem with it, why does anybody else?
1: You're jumping on Twitter doing this. This is like me jumping on a Weight Watchers chat board and saying, <laughs> you know what? Y'all are overweight, <laughs> you know? You really got to do something about that, please. Orlando, Virginia, next on ESPN Radio. Orlando, what do you think?
6: Hey, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, both of the guys who just talked absolutely 100% right. Listen, if you, if, if you want to tri- stop it, stop it. All you gotta do is win. She didn't win. Devil Girl won, so she was she she got the upper hand. Listen,
1: I, I, I would have an issue if she went in right into her face. If she was clearly trying to start a fight. If any of that was the case, there's a line. She didn't come anywhere near it.
0: No, nowhere near it. And she was talking noise from warmups. I was there with my daughters to the opening tip to when she got two fouls, looking at the Iowa bench going, I'll be back. I'm not going anywhere. And she put up another double-double. I mean, you know, if, if, if I had a bigger problem with it if it was just at the end. But she was showing that big personality and talking noise the entire time, and I loved it. Separate, separate from that, the atmosphere. Set it up for me. What was oh, it like? Oh, man, not a butt in a seat. Uh, near, close to 20,000 people there. It was sensational and electric from the opening tip to the final buzzer. Awesome. That's awesome.
1: That's absolutely fantastic. And that That's the stuff that shouldn't get lost in any of this. It absolutely drives me insane when we want to find something to pick out because we didn't like it and we're outraged. More of your calls, plus... A San Diego State great going to join us in just moments with the championship game tonight. Thanks for listening
0: to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.